Hello, my friends, and welcome to this edition of the New World Kirtan Podcast. It's Wednesday, August 5th, 2015. I'm Kitsy Stern, and our show is produced as an act of love and service to the worldwide Kirtan community. It's also an audio journal of my spiritual journey through the practice of singing and playing Kirtan. One day, the goddess sang to her lover, Bhairava, Beloved and radiant Lord of the space before birth, revealer of essence, slayer of the ignorance that binds us, you who in play have created this universe and permeated all forms in it with never-ending truth, I have been wondering. I have been listening to the hymns of creation, enchanted by the verses, yet still I am curious. What is this delight-filled universe into which we find ourselves born? What is this mysterious awareness shimmering everywhere within it? This is a quote from the beginning of the Radiant Sutras, a luminous tantric text translated from the Sanskrit by Lauren Roche. We featured the CD Elixir by Dave Stringer and Donna DeLore several times. It's selected verses from the Radiant Sutras set to music. The Radiant Sutras is one of the early teachings on yoga meditation, and it's set as a conversation between the goddess who is the creative power of the universe and the god who is the consciousness that permeates everywhere. They call each other Devi and Bhairava, or Shakti and Shiva. They are lovers and inseparable partners, and their favorite dwelling place is the human heart. Their inquiry is about how to enter into the vibrant essence of the world with the dual balance of passion and detachment. Ah, isn't that cool? This book has become a passion for me this summer. It's one I know I'll never want to be without. I have it on all my devices. And it directly ties into what I'm learning in the Yoga Mystery School. Each verse is a universe waiting to be explored. Don't miss this one. And the music on Elixir is also not to be missed. We had a lovely evening of kirtan and conversation with Pascal Lapointe from Minnesota last weekend. It was a very hot day and evening, but Pascal had a good crowd, and her kirtan was beautiful. This weekend will also be filled with great kirtan. We're going up to Portland to see Krishnadas on Friday and then going to Beloved Festival to record his set on Saturday. And then Sunday, our band plays at the Unitarian Fellowship. It's a kirtan extravaganza. Speaking of playing with my band, I had a great conversation with Ragini about a month ago, and I told her of the change in perspective I had experienced at the last kirtan we played at the church. She was moved by it, and she asked if she could interview me about my experience. That was a switch, and so we just did that. It was so much fun. We had a great conversation about leading kirtan and being present and stage fright, among other things. I may release it as a podcast. I'll let you know when it's edited. New World Kirtan has some great sponsors. White Swan and Black Swan Music and Old Delhi Music. If you want to show your support for our podcast, you can purchase CDs from White Swan and Black Swan and buy your Indian instruments from Old Delhi Music. And if you'd like to directly contribute to our operating expenses, you can do that at the website. Just a little reminder, every bit is appreciated and it helps to keep the lights on here. This week, we have an interview I recorded with yoga mantrika Ian Basio of Blue Spirit Wheel about Lakshmi and Saraswati, and Ganesha makes an appearance toward the end. I learned a lot about their attributes and how they're related to Ganesha. His interview is followed by some of my favorite chants to these deities. And I'll leave you with another quote from the Radiant Sutras. 
It's one that spoke to me when I was putting this show together. I am everywhere, infusing everything. To find me, become absorbed in intense experience. Go all the way. Be drenched in the energies of life. Enter the world beyond separation. The light of a candle reveals a room. The rays of the sun reveal the world. So does the divine feminine illumine the way to me. Until next time, my friends, namaste. Well, today we have Ian Basio back. Hi, Ian. Hello, Kitsy. <laughs> it's always so great to talk with you, and I always learn so much. And today we're going to be talking about Lakshmi and Saraswati, who are very interesting goddesses who seem to be linked in the reading that I've been doing. Um, could you explain that a little bit, how they kind of relate to each other? Well, certainly. So let's let's just, you know, backtrack, you know, way back to, to the, uh, the very first conversation that we had. And I talked some at that time about this idea of divine mother and and how we have this conception of divine mother as being uh you know the sort of the sum total of everything that exists in the universe so so we can think of all things as being um you know kind of permutations or or really like children uh actually of of divine mother herself so you know, if that's the case, then then that's never more true than uh, when we talk about these manifestations of Divine Mother, these goddesses who are um, sort of smaller packages of goddess energy. So the basic idea is that Divine Mother is infinite in her scope, but we ourselves, our own human consciousness is finite. And so it is impossible for a finite consciousness to understand or, or really interact with an infinite consciousness. The two things are, are diametrically opposed to each other. So there's no way for, uh, there's no way for the finite consciousness to uh, understand the infinite consciousness. So in divine, you know, if, if one of divine mother's uh, great attributes is compassion uh, and she wants us to be able to uh, talk to her, really. Uh, she wants to be able to talk to her children, right? Uh, just like any good mother would want to. And so what she does is she divides up her infinite consciousness into smaller packages of goddess energy that we call manifestations, goddess manifestations. And, uh, and, and then these, these smaller manifestations are not infinite in scale like Divine Mother is herself. So we can actually approach them. We can have conversations with them. We can do practices that relate to them and 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 draw those energies into our lives. So uh, it, it's it's most important to realize that these goddess manifestations are just sort of one step down from being infinite consciousness uh, of Divine Mother herself. Um, Within that idea, we, we kind of, within the idea of these goddess manifestations, we can sort of in a very loose uh, generalization, we can say that uh, there are three categories uh, of these goddess manifestations. So 
Uh, one of the categories is warrior goddesses. So uh, in an earlier interview, we talked uh, a bit about Kali. Um, there's also Durga, Chamunda, uh, Bhairavi, um, and a variety of other of these kind of warrior goddess energies. And then the other two categories are wisdom goddesses and abundance goddesses. And so Sarasvati and Lakshmi uh, represent these wisdom and abundance categories of Divine Mother's energy, uh, respectively. So Sarasvati is the wisdom goddess and Lakshmi is the abundance goddess. And these are the goddesses really, um, you know, there are, there are many wisdom goddesses and there are many abundance goddesses, uh, many different ways to approach this idea, um, you know, on a, on a cosmic level of wisdom or of prosperity. But uh, uh, Sarasvati and Lakshmi are the most, um, I would say, imminent uh, of these particular goddess types. They're the, they're the, the easiest to access uh, from our limited consciousness perspective. So uh, oftentimes, uh, I know I, I typically recommend that, you know, if one wants to become involved with wisdom goddess energy, uh, then, then the best way to do that is by connecting first to this goddess Sarasvati. And then from there, one might move on to uh, different things like uh, Gayatri or Tara or, or any of the other wisdom goddesses. But Sarasvati will give one a firm grounding in this divine wisdom, the wisdom of divine mother. Uh, that allows you to have a solid foundation so that as you get deeper into this much more complex energy um, that gets progressively more and more expansive, um, then, then you have, you know, something to stand on, um, something that, that connects you back into your sort of earthly reality. And the same thing with Lakshmi, as you move deeper into um, these abundance goddesses, these fertility goddesses like Lalita and Kamala and, and others, it helps to have that foundation of having worked with Lakshmi at the beginning uh, in order to facilitate that. So, uh, you know, just as a quick as a quick answer to your question, you can say that, first of all, Sarasvati and Lakshmi are connected because they're both manifestations of Divine Mother. Uh, and, and through connecting to one or the other of these, or both simultaneously, draws one naturally uh, uh, outwards towards the, the infinite nature of Divine Mother herself. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. You know, um, I was reading something this morning when I was uh, researching this, and it was it, it was an an opinion piece that in um in these days that our material society is like really big on lakshmi because she is the goddess of abundance but if you don't actually invoke saraswati and have wisdom in how to manage abundance and how to go about actually getting to be abundant and then have the wisdom to manage your resources once you get them or even the wisdom to manage the resources that you have now. Um, you know, that's how they're connected as far as uh, this this piece was saying, as far as uh, wealth and wisdom. Um, mm -hmm. and, and I've heard Manoj Shalom say that 
is it is it which one gets mad at you if you go after one and the other one will come if you go after Saraswati then Lakshmi is supposed to get mad and then she'll come after so <laughs> well, yeah, you're, I think what you're, uh, what you're finding there is I think that what you're saying there makes a lot of sense to me and I and certainly you can see in our society uh, here in America you can look around you and see all kinds of people who have lots of wealth and no wisdom right yeah uh, because spending their money on absolutely foolish things um, that that don't do anything to help anybody right 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 um, so that's that's happening quite quite often and our, and our society is you know somewhat designed in a, a, in such a way that you can accumulate a great deal of wealth um, without uh, you know through through let's just say like uh, you know, cunning or cleverness, uh, but not necessarily wisdom, mm. right? Mm -hmm. But it also has a lot to do with understanding, uh, I think, on a basic level, who Lakshmi is and, and what this concept of abundance actually means, because abundance does not necessarily mean money or wealth. You know, I mean, we we tend to think about it that way because that's you know, one of the values of the society that we come from, um, you know, there's something to be said for that um, in the in the sense of, uh, you know, that if one has a lot of money, then then one can do things with that money um, that will create a lot of abundance and prosperity. But the money itself, you know, money in and of itself is only an abstract energy. It's a question of how it's used that determines what the prosperity or the abundance is, yeah. right? So you can find people who have lots of money, but really don't have any kind of abundance or any real prosperity. Because, you know, what should the, at the natural outcome of abundance or prosperity should be happiness, right? And, and I often talk about Lakshmi in this way. Lakshmi is like the goddess of happiness, right? Because if you if you have, you know, if you're really connected to that energy, that's what you find. You find that place where you can be happy because you, you know, everything that everything that you need is there. But what we find in our society is is a whole lot of people who have tons of money uh, or, or, or tons of what we consider to be wealth, but they're not happy. Yeah. Um, you know, money uh, and wealth, as we think about it is a very narrow interpretation of, of prosperity, right? So uh, prosperity from, from Lakshmi's point of view includes all aspects of life. So uh, abund there's an abundance of uh, friends, you know, there's an abundance of love, there's an abundance of health, uh, uh, you know, there's an abundance of, uh, of learning, right? Um, in order to to be truly happy, in order to, to be truly experiencing, uh, you know, Lakshmi's blessings of abundance means uh, that's meant in a holistic way. Yeah. It means that in all aspects of your life, you're experiencing that abundance. So in that sense, it, it may require a certain degree of wisdom to understand that idea, you know, particularly if you're coming from a background that doesn't necessarily promote it. Um, you know, so I think in that sense, the the uh, uh, the wisdom goddess and the abundance goddess go hand in hand in that way so that uh, not only do you generate the prosperity, but you are wise enough to know what to do with it.
right? Right, uh, right. In such a way that that you will be able to achieve, you know, the real, uh, the real prosperity, which is which is the happiness and contentment. And uh, so, so working with an abundance goddess like Lakshmi is going to take you to a place to where you can be happy, and that may not look anything like what you originally thought you wanted. You know, because we're not really taught very much about that in, right. in our. Well, we're certainly not taught about how to be content with what we have and how to be happy mm-hmm. with exactly what we have. And there's a whole industry that's built up to convince us that we're not. So, Absolutely. Yeah. And, it's, and, powerful. it's very powerful energy. Very powerful. Oh, it's huge. It's huge. And yeah. I have to admit, I, I um, you know, I mean, with my job, I contribute to it. Um, yeah. The, the 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 thing you were talking about about whether or not there's any friction between Saraswati and, and Lakshmi, uh, I remember reading something about that that I thought was funny, which was which comes from the idea that um, uh, so if if Saraswati as a wisdom goddess is sort of the uh, the inspirer of uh, the creative arts, right? One of the things that people have, have often noticed over time, is that um, really great artists don't often make a lot of money in their lifetime? Right. Uh, it's something we typically see. So that was kind of that was kind of blown up into this idea that um, you know Saraswati and Lakshmi, there's there's some issue there. Um, that if you're really uh, if you're really into Saraswati and and being a great artist, you should expect not to uh, to receive the prosperity. Um, I would say that's probably not true, um, in, in a sense. Um, I think it's possible that that people may be, uh, you know, going down an, an artistic path, maybe spending all their time focusing on Saraswati's energy and not enough time focusing on Lakshmi's energy. I know, you know, in my own career as a as a Kirtan musician, I would love that. You know, I would love to just be composing music and performing and doing all that stuff. But I have to also manage the band mm-hmm. and do all the bookings and 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 actually turn it into uh, a, a valid and, and functioning business also. So I'm finding that I have to divide my time equally between both of those energies. Hmm. Yeah, I, I never thought of Saraswati. I, uh, that was the last uh, Morty that I bought was Saraswati. And it was sort of a, a, an unplanned purchase. But I thought, oh, God, you know, I'm an artist. I should have one. So I bought it. And I didn't really understand very much about her energy at all. But I always, you know, acknowledge her every morning on my altar and ask for her blessing during the day. Um, but it was mostly in in my creative um aspect of my life, I guess, that I was asking for her help. It never occurred to me until today, until I read that piece that I was telling you about, that Saraswati could be really helpful in 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 the wisdom to know what business decisions to make you know and and, and how to manage finances of your family so that you know that you so that you have money in your own personal finances like that's her gift um in uh, with Absolutely. wisdom and I, I i thought that was really just another way to look at it yes and you can think about it in in a couple of different ways um going down that path which is so if, if Saraswati is this wisdom goddess who's involved in 
the energy of knowledge and uh, and also the energy of, of creativity, right? So we don't have to think about creativity as being uh, only painting and sculpture and music, right? Although those are important, you know, you know, creativity is very important in doing all of those things. But the ability to think creatively is something that is applicable to any situation. It doesn't matter what kind of job you are doing. If you are able to think creatively about that job, you will be able to do that job better hmm. uh, and, and more effectively, right? But, um, you know, you got to know stuff. And, uh, and and that's the only way to, to really move ahead. And, and so uh, Saraswati helps us with that as well. So she helps not only with the flow of, of creative energy, she not only serves as an inspiration for creative energy, but also serves as uh, as kind of a um, uh, like a foundation or a, or a, a a solid structure on which to uh, to hold uh, the energy of knowledge as well, and that relates to you know particularly in Sarasvati that that relates to any kind of knowledge. So uh, you know there's the everyday kind of knowledge that one needs to have, the kind of knowledge that one learns when you're in school, right? So uh, in in uh, very traditional Indian uh, schools, like grade schools with little kids and stuff like that, um, if it's a traditional Hindu school, then what they do is that the, at the very beginning of the day, uh, all of the kids uh, chant Saraswati mantras. Oh, really? That's, that's the beginning of their day. So uh, with the intention of that they will uh, uh, do well in school, you know, that they will retain the knowledge that they are being taught, that, that that energy of knowledge that's being transmitted to them by their teacher, that they'll be able to hold that energy. And not only that, but if you're, if you're in a good Hindu family, then it is considered to be the responsibility of the parents of the child to chant Saraswati mantras on behalf of their children oh so that their children will do well in school, right? So you have like kind of a whole family team that's working together to make sure that the child gets his, uh, the best chance possible um, within within the context of this. Yeah, I didn't realize that that was the wisdom. I, I, I guess her, her creativity side I totally got, but the whole wisdom thing escaped me until, well, and, you know, I just bringing it into the wisdom of, of who you really are, that she can also assist with that. I mean, I'm going to start to pay her a little bit more attention. <laughs> hey, and you can think about it really as being uh, when you add together knowledge and creativity, then you get wisdom, right? So you don't have, you don't have wisdom when you have only one of them, right? So people can know a lot of stuff, but that doesn't mean that they know how to use that knowledge. Um, and people can be creative, but if they don't know anything, then they're then they're having to, you know, reinvent the wheel yeah. with everything that they do, you know, uh, which which sets them back by by a great deal. Um, it's a very important uh, aspect of yoga generally, um, which is this thing that we call the yoga tradition, which is the idea that. Um, for a few thousand years, at least, 
people have been engaged in this uh, exploration that we call yoga. And so we get to benefit from all of the all of the experiments and uh, and and the successes and the failures of 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 many generations of people uh, uh, throughout all this period of time, so that we don't have to repeat those things, right? What are that that's that old saying of like uh, the the one who doesn't know history is doomed to repeat it. Yeah, right? yeah. Just because you don't because you don't know. Uh, sometimes that happens even if they do know history, but uh, you know. That's, you know, what are you going to do with that? But uh, and so, I mean, one of the places, one of the places where that's that idea is well understood actually is in science. Right. So in science, you're not expected to go back and like rediscover uh, uh, gravity. Right. Um, you know, you don't have to do that because Isaac Newton already figured out the mathematics of it. Uh, people want to be revolutionary in some way for for good or bad reasons, you know. Um, uh, there there's both in that, and um, you know. And so and so, bringing it back to Saraswati, she mm -hmm. with the creativity, um, but she also imparts the wisdom to know when it's actually a contribution rather than just a. I mean, I'm just a, I, I'm making an assumption that she she would be someone to invoke if you want your contribution to be actually something new and not just something out of created out of your need to your egoic need to be different. Does mm -hmm. that make sense? I know that, that seems that makes sense. That seems exactly that seems exactly right. Absolutely. So you take that, you know, take the take the creative drive to 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 progress and to to open up new areas of of knowledge and activity um combine that with the knowledge of what everybody has done before you so that you have something to build off of and uh and then inject uh lakshmi's uh energy of abundance into that so that you will so that you will receive the resources uh, to uh, 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 be able to do whatever it is that you need to do, and you will also understand uh, when you can sort of rest on it. Yeah. Right. You can know when to be injecting energy into it to push it forward to expand outwards, and you can also know when to be contented with where you are at that moment. Right. And just and just rest with it, because that also becomes a, another thing in our society where it's like people think they need to always be innovating yes. constantly, always yes. innovate, always, 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 always. And and we never rest. You know, we never spend any time actually enjoying just where we are right now. Yes. And, you know, I mean, for artists, God, what a perfect package, because they I, I mean, I can I can see kind of how that interweaving would really suit an artist in that, you know, you can't be constantly pushing, but but you 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 know, you, you have to to a certain extent for your own abundance. Um, but that push pull that push pull, they're both necessary. Um, they're not pull. I guess by pull, I mean, rest, you know, um, uh, be, being pulled by your creativity into a resting period so that you can then push again. Um, mm -hmm. It's really, um, they're really interesting, aren't they? I mean, I've been using Ganesha 
um, a lot lately um, in a course I'm taking with Russell Paul on how to use Ganesha, uh, Ganesha mantra to achieve outcomes and moving energy with it. And th these deity energies are intriguing and they're really interesting to work with when you take them seriously, I think. Ganesha, Lakshmi and Sarasvati uh, form kind of a triad. Oh. Uh, or a trinity, they're they're associated with each other um, on a regular basis. So if, if you go uh, uh, look at uh, uh, you know Hindu iconography, um, you'll see them depicted together all the time. And what what that stems from is uh, uh, Ganesha is thought to have uh, so each of the male deities. Uh, deity energy is thought to have some uh, uh, goddess that they are connected to so that they can have some shakti, right? So that they can have some energy because without that, the, the male deities don't have any energy to actually do anything. So um, uh, interestingly, Ganesha is thought to have two, right? Um, he's thought to have two different shaktis that, that he works with regularly and um, they are called uh, buddhi and Siddhi and uh, the the these two goddesses buddhi and Siddhi buddhi means um, intellect uh, essentially it's a it's actually a function of the brain that allows you to sort of cognize things um, allows you to sort of intellectually work through things and uh, and the other the other one Siddhi Siddhi is a word that means achievement and uh, and buddhi and Siddhi are two uh, aspects or, or almost the uh, nicknames in a way for Saraswati and Lakshmi. Hmm. And so what that means is that uh, uh, Ganesha accomplishes um, his purpose uh, to, to uh, get past the obstacles and to do the other things that he does um, through uh, uh, working with the energy of uh, Saraswati and, and Lakshmi. He combines those energies together in order to facilitate his his uh, um, uh, dispersal of, of negative energy patterns. Wow! Uh, what a what a what yeah. a dynamic trio. Yeah, that's right. So you hit the you hit the nail on the head right there, um, and you'll see it. You'll see the Trinity depicted oftentimes in in uh, in different ways, where where they'll be shown in a line, and there'll be one in the center. Um, and, uh, and, and that, and that one will, in that particular image, that one will be kind of the predominating one. So you'll see Ganesha right in the center, or you'll see Lakshmi in the center. Almost more often, uh, uh, you'll see Lakshmi in the center, meaning that Ganesha and Saraswati are then supporting her energy. But, but, but one way or another, the three of them are, are constantly working together, um, sort of in a day in a day-to-day -day sense i think is what it really is you know it's like there's lots of big uh kind of cosmic ideas and 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 uh concepts that are thrown around but i think that lakshmi and sarasvati and ganesha are all uh so beloved because they are uh very involved in the little things Right. So it's all about the daily sort of details of life. In fact, with Ganesha, it's like one of the uh, um, if, if Ganesha's name comes from two roots, one of them is Gana, 
and the other one is Isha. So Isha means Lord, and Gana has, has many different uh, translations, but one of those translations is, uh, it, could, it can mean details. And so Ganesha is the Lord of the details. <laughs> so it's, it's all the little stuff. He's paying attention to all, all of the little things in life that really actually are the important stuff, but they seem insignificant, and so we don't notice them. Um, and, and I think that with Lakshmi and Saraswati, you see very much of a similar kind of a thing. It's about knowing where you're going from moment to moment, you know, and, it, and in each little situation that you find yourself in every day, that the energy of these deities is working, uh, you know, on your behalf to help you manage the best possible decision at each moment. Huh to take you to the best possible result. And your day is uh, the sum total of a huge number of these tiny little decisions that are being made, right? And, and no one of them seems that important. But when you collect them all together, right, then, you know, it becomes a big deal. Um, and as you collect all of those small decisions together from an entire week, right, that can really move a whole lot of energy, collect them together from an entire month, you know, even more energy, collect them together from an entire year, and you really see something tremendous. But no, but each one of those tiny little decisions doesn't seem like a big deal, you know, and, and there's so much of life is like that. Yes, uh, yes. You know, and, and, and so it's this, this trinity of, of Lakshmi, Saraswati, and Ganesha, that's what that's all about. It's about, it's about day-to-day -day life. Right. And 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 moment to moment, um, m always making the best possible decisions. Um, so it's, it's very powerful stuff. Very powerful. Wow. Wow. Well, that's has given me a lot to think about. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm just I'm I, I'm just enjoying this so much. This exploration and, and being able to to have the time to do it is is um, is wonderful. And um I always enjoy talking to you. I, I I always get insights into my practice and and uh, just want to thank you so much for helping me work through all the technical issues with this interview today. And we're we're trying to you know work out some different ways of doing this. And um, Ian was kind enough to help me with a, a couple of different things today. So so anyway, thank you so much for being on the show. And we can look forward to. Um, you talking about the Gaia tree in a little bit, huh? Can you tell us a little bit about yes. that? Yeah. That is, that is going to be a very interesting, uh, very interesting conversation that we'll have. The Gaia tree mantra is, uh, one of the most, uh, important of all the mantras. Um, and it is, is really quite different from, uh, what we were just talking about, right? The Gaia tree mantra is not about the small details. <laughs> it's about something much different than that. It's, it's about, uh, the divine light um, and 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 the cosmic nature of divinity itself, um, and uh, it's it's really um, can be a very life changing practice on a on a major scale. So um, wow, yeah, that'll be that'll be a very interesting conversation. Yeah, I've been sort of obsessed with it lately, um, and uh, and yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. But thank you so much for today. It's it's been wonderful. Welcome. Yeah, yeah, looking forward to next time. Om Shri 
गणपति हो मनम गणपति हो गणपति हो गणपति हो गणपति हो गणपति हो गणेशाय गणपति गणपति हो गणेशाय शरण Gum gum Ganesha, 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 gum gum Ganesha
么？